2: Now, in the previous passage, the one we looked at when the last we gathered together, Jesus was teaching concerning the work of the Holy Spirit, who was to be given after He left, after He departed. And now His attention turns to describing His departure in greater detail. If
1: you're scratching your head and saying, what in the world is he talking about? Well, all will become clear in just a moment. This is Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. This is an outreach ministry of the church, and you can find out more about us when you go to the website studyversebyverse.com. That's studyversebyverse.com. Grab your Bible if you can. uh, Turn to the New Testament And be ready to uh, study along with Pastor Layton, verse by verse.
2: I'd like to invite you to turn in your Bibles to the Gospel of John, chapter 16 and verse 16. Chapter 16, verse 16 in the Gospel of John. We as a church family have been studying through uh, this Gospel, written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit by the Apostle named John, towards the end of his rather exceptionally long life. And decades after, the other Gospels have been written and were in circulation. And it contains much information that we don't find in the other Gospels. Now, in chapters 13 through 17 of the Gospel of John, uh, this uh, is the conversation Jesus had with his disciples on the night before his crucifixion. Uh, in chapter 13, it, the, the setting begins in the upper room where the disciples and Jesus have gathered together to celebrate the Passover As he is there, Jesus begins teaching them and encouraging them and comforting them in light of what is to come in just a few hours. And so we're going to begin our study today at chapter 16 and verse 16. A little while and you will see me no longer, and again a little while and you will see me. So some of his disciples said to one another, what is this that he says to us? A little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me. And because I'm going... To the Father. And so they're saying, What does he mean by a little while? We do not know what he's talking about. Now, Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him, and so he said to them, Is this what you are asking yourselves? What I meant by saying, A little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me? Truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come, but when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. So also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one can take your joy from you. In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly Truly I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Now here Jesus is looking beyond the present to a new era or a new age which is to come. And he uses an idea that's deeply rooted in Jewish thought here. You see the Jews, the Jewish people believed that all time was divided into two ages. The present age and the age to come. The present age was wholly bad and wholly under condemnation, but the age to come was the golden age of God that would be announced and ushered in by the Messiah. And in between these two ages there lay the day of the Lord. Now the day of the Lord was to be a terrible day when the world would be shattered into fragments before the golden age would dawn. And the Jewish people were in the habit of calling that terrible between time The birth travail of the days of the Messiah. Now the Old Testament is full of this terrible between time. For instance, Isaiah in chapter 13 wrote, Behold, the day of the Lord comes, cruel, with with wrath and fierce anger, to make the earth a desolation and to destroy its sinners from it. And Joel in chapter 2 wrote, Let all of the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming. It is near, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Now, from the understanding we have, from our vantage point in history, we associate these descriptions of judgment and wrath with the second coming of Jesus, not the first. The second coming of Jesus, not the first. But the ancient Jewish people to whom Jesus' ministered, knew nothing of two comings. They believed that their Messiah would come once and destroy their enemies through much conflict and establish the golden age of the golden era. Uh, Jesus knew the scriptures and these pictures were in his mind. and, And he says to his disciples, I'm leaving you, but I will come back again. And in that day, my reign will begin and my kingdom will come. But before that, you're going to have to go through terrible things. Things like birth pangs. But if you faithfully endure, the blessings will be very, very precious. Now in the previous passage, the one we looked at when the last we gathered together, Jesus was teaching concerning the work of the Holy Spirit who was to be given after he left, after he departed. And now his attention turns to describing his departure in greater detail. Let's look at these verses, shall we? Verse 16, A little while and you will see me no longer, and again a little while and you will see me. Now the first part of the verse, "and A little while and you will see me no longer, is obviously a reference to Jesus approaching death. However, it's not so clear what is meant by the second part of the verse, And again a little while and you will see me. And it's significant to us that the disciples themselves did not understand Jesus' meaning. So here the Lord is talking about or describing a time when he will not be seen. That will be a time that's marked by sorrow. And then after a space of time, a time that he will be seen, and that will be a time of great joy. Now, in the Gospel of John, the phrase, a little while, can be used to represent any amount of time from many weeks to just a few hours. For instance, in John 7.33, Jesus said to them, Yet a little while, there's that phrase, Am I with you, and then I will go unto him that sent me. Now when Jesus said that, he was many, many weeks, in fact, months perhaps distant, from the time of his ascension. And then a little while later, if we go to chapter 12 and verse 35, Jesus is using the phrase again, and it's, just speaking of just a few days. He says in verse 35, Yet a little while, there's that phrase, Is the light with you? Walk while you have the light, lest darkness come upon you. And so the phrase, a little while, can refer to days. And then in chapter 13 and verse 33, which was just a few hours before the cross, Jesus said, little children, yet a little while, there's a phrase again, Am I with you? And so this phrase, a little while, can refer to hours, or it can refer to days, or it can refer to weeks. Now because the phrase little while is ambiguous, scholars identify at least three different interpretations of the latter portion of verse 16 where Jesus says, and again a little while and you will see me. And some scholars choose one above the others while other scholars choose all three. Now, there's no solid consensus as to which interpretation is most accurate or most likely accurate. Now let me describe for you the three most popular interpretations. First, it can refer to the time between Jesus' death and his uh, time of entombment. That would be the time of sorrow during which he was not seen. And then to the resurrection and the renewed sight in him in which he was seen. And there was great rejoicing. Or secondly, it can refer to the period before and after the Pentecost. Because after the Holy Spirit was given then we could see Jesus in a spiritual way that was not possible previous to the giving of the Holy Spirit. And that would uh, be suggested by a possible connection between this and the previous passage, the passage that immediately precedes it, we studied uh, last, when last we got together. And then finally, a third way of interpreting is that it may describe the church age, the time in which we do not see Jesus Christ with our physical eyes, but after which he will return in glory and we will see him face to face and all of the sorrows of this world will be exchanged for eternal joy. And we call this the second coming. In this case, the phrase a little while would refer to more than 2,000 years or thereabout as humans measure time. Now for us, that might seem like a long time, but the scriptures say that for the Lord, a thousand years is like a day. Now, if you wonder which interpretation is best, um, I think you'll uh, understand why there's not really a clear answer when we get a little farther into our study, because I'm going to look at this again at verse 20. But let's look at verse 17. So some of his disciples said to one another, What is this that he says to us? A little while and you will not see me again, and a little while you will see me, and because I'm going to the Father. And so they were saying, What does he mean by a little while? We do not know what he's talking about. And Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him, and so he said to them, Is this what you were asking yourselves, what I meant by saying a little while and you will not see me? And again a little while and you will see me? Now, we have the benefit of hindsight. But the words were most certainly mysterious to men who stood on the other side of the cross. And it's not surprising that the disciples were puzzled. You see, they had no category in which to place the idea of a Messiah that would die and rise again and send another helper. Uh, that wasn't in their dialogue. That wasn't in their thoughts at all. It wasn't in their understanding of the scriptures. Uh, they thought that the Messiah was going to come once and was going to destroy the enemies and establish the kingdom. Where for us, all is clear, for them, it was a mystery. And you can imagine what some of the questions that went through their mind might have been. They might have been thinking things like, if Jesus is the Messiah and he wishes to establish his kingdom, why is he going away? And if he does not want to establish his kingdom, why is he coming back? So you can see why the disciples were confused.
1: Mm, I don't know about you, but I'm finding this very interesting. And we'll continue this message tomorrow and uh, wrap it up on Monday. I look forward to hearing what Pastor Layton has to say, and I hope you can join us as we move through the book of John. If you've missed any of these messages in the series, you can find them on our website at studyversebyverse.com. That's studyversebyverse.com. We're also a nonprofit outreach and would appreciate... Your prayer support and your financial support you can always give safely on that website, studyversebyverse.com. And details about the church are on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. If you appreciate this kind of preaching, you might want to join us on a weekend. The services begin on Saturday night and continue through Sunday. All those details, again, are on the web at highlands. US. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks for being with us today. We'll come back at this same time tomorrow and open the Word of God with Pastor Leighton Sheely and study verse by verse.